So we asked the question in March, and now we're going to ask the question again. Will coronavirus destroy geek culture? All that and more on today's episode of the Geek Watch Podcast. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 113 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me on the phone, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hello, Brian. So, it's been a little while since we've recorded. Uh, we've been following what's been going on uh, geek culture-wise. We've been getting dribs and drabs. Uh, there have been some things that have been happening we have been getting some releases. Of course, we now have season two of The Mandalorian, which uh, uh, we, we will definitely talk about a little bit. Um, we're not going to go into any spoilers on anything because, especially right now, uh, it is uh, geek content is valuable uh, more than <laughs> ever before. So uh, we will talk about seeing certain things and what we thought about them. But as far as details, I, I think at this point, uh, spoilers uh, was a nuisance in the past. Right now, it's a flat-out crime. So we're not going to go into anything, uh, any details. Although uh, it's amazing how things have changed now that uh, now that the internet is looking to cancel Baby Yoda. Did you hear about this? Um, I I think I may have. Um, but like I'm only halfway through. Episode two, so I think I've seen what they're what they're upset about, but I don't know. Well, I mean, like I said, we won't. Go, I mean, if you've been on the internet, then you know about Baby Yoda and the cruelest meal ever, uh, and they're ready. To, they're ready to cancel him. Uh, ba- they're getting ready to cancel Baby Yoda. Uh, wow! Because of something that he ate, and uh, that's what I thought it was. Uh, yeah, people are so upset about this, and like I said, I'm, we're not we'll not go into details. If you if you've been following the internet, you know all about this. Uh-huh. This is this is how bad things have gotten in the world. Is that we're about ready to cancel a, a CG character? Um, <laughs> what in the world? Oh, good lord! It's like we've we've run out of things to be offended by at this point, and so. Um, and there, are, and don't get me wrong. There are things to be offended by that you should be offended by for sure. But uh, um, an imaginary character eating some imaginary objects—I uh, mm-hmm. don't know if that qualifies. I—I I, I, well, I mean, all the all the stuff, you know, not spoiler. You know, he he eats frogs. You know, I have a little Christmas ornament. You know, and he's got he's got little frog legs sticking out of his green mouth i don't yeah i don't know but uh, yeah it, it, it just like i said it did seem to me just rather rather odd at this point uh it like i said it's just like with everything else going on in the world i don't know if this is really <laughs> this is really yeah, worth I our mean, attention at this point but yeah i mean well okay let's think hannibal lester ate someone's liver and then he got like three movies and a whole tv series yeah um <laughs> oh yeah well you yeah, know there you go and but to me like i said it's just it's like the the oddest thing ever i mean there are um there are things out there to be offended by for for example uh zach snyder 
That, that's something. <laughs> All right. I'm only, okay, I'm, I'm kind of kidding about that, but this is something Not that, exactly. well, this, here's, here's the thing. And we're, we were, we're going to go back to this. We've discussed this a bunch of times. So let's, let's keep talking about it because there's still news about it, but the Snyder cut of justice league. And I've been following how this has been going. And of course we talked about this in the last podcast about uh, he's, you know, that he's, been getting money from Warner Brothers to, to do extra special effects and, you know, do CG and everything that he needs to, to finish the movie the way he intended to finish it. And, you know, we talked about this in the last uh, the last episode about... So we're going to spend another million dollars on Cavill's mustache, right? Yeah, that, you know, it's going to cost, it's going to cost some money to do, but, uh, but, you know, there's a desperate need for content. So it's understandable that, uh, especially with the fact that they're, that uh, Warner Brothers is trying to launch HBO Max, and a lot of people have been upset about a lot of, uh, you know, people are upset about a lot of things uh, about these streaming services because they're snatching up all these properties. And so, well, you know, it was like the whole deal with, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, that has... Uh, do you remember the controversy over this one, or did you end up missing that one? I probably missed it. It doesn't sound familiar to me. Well, because well, you're familiar with it. You know, it's the Great Pumpkin, yeah. Charlie. Well, you know, this was mm-hmm. a this was a holiday tradition for Halloween that it played on CBS every year, yeah. and it didn't play on CBS this year because Apple Plus bought the rights to it, and so you had to have Apple Plus to see it this year. Wow. Okay. And people um, were upset. They were yeah. not happy, and so. <laughs> Um, but you know, again, everybody is desperate for content and HBO max is a new service. And so of course they bought all the, they're buying all the rights to everything that they can get their hands on. Of course. And we've talked about this before. They had the rights to Dr. Who. So eventually I may have to get HBO max just because of that. But going back to justice league, Zack Snyder at this point now is jumping the shark. Because he's not yeah. at this, because at this point now he is not just finishing up this movie. He is shooting tons of new scenes now. He's bringing in new characters that weren't in the original show, uh, in the original movie. He's bringing back Jared Leto as the Joker and filming a whole thing with that. He's bringing in Martian Manhunter, and the last that oh. I heard. Uh, he's at this point spent an additional one hundred million dollars on this thing, and I understand. You know, I understand people being excited about. You know, we we get the chance to see the Snyder cut, but this isn't the Snyder cut of the movie anymore. This is something completely different. And again, I mean, for me, I I think why this bothers me is because. With everybody being excited to see the Snyder cut of the movie, of course, that's what propelled this whole thing. But, you know, there, I'm just wondering where the producer at Warner Brothers was when he should have been telling Zack Snyder that you, know, you need to chill out. Drain it in. You need to rein it in. And the reason I say that, not because that I, you know, particularly... Are, you know, would be upset and feel like it's the most horrible thing in the world if there's a 12-hour Snyder mm-hmm. cut of this film, which is where it's going from. I mean, everything so that we're I keep... Get, 
we're going to get Lord of the Rings of uh, yeah. the, the comic book yeah. world. <laughs> yeah, very possibly. But, you know, and that doesn't, you know, if, you know, I'm not upset about that. I'm not upset that there, you know, that there would be a 12-hour uh, Justice League movie. The problem is, is that Zack Snyder's going down this road where it's like he's adding stuff and adding stuff and adding stuff. And where does he stop? You know, I mean, right now, of course, he's, you know, the checkbook is open. So it's like, well, sure, they're going to pay for me to to shoot this new, you know, let me go down this whole deal with Martian Manhunter and add Martian Manhunter. There's really no end game to something like this. And what I'm worried about is especially with everybody who was looking for the Snyder cut, you know, eventually the money's going to run out. It's, you know, Warner Brothers does not have an infinite amount of money to spend. Eventually, they're going to run out of money. And when that happens and they tell Zack Snyder, look, this is it. Uh, will he have, after shooting all of this extra stuff, is is there going to be enough to patch something together Um that's going to be different enough from the original Justice League movie um, to make it worth their while to put it out there. Will it be coherent or will it be, will we get another Hellboy out of it? And, you know, as I've said many, many times, Hellboy is a fantastic series of television that they slap together in one movie. Yeah, um, and I'm and I'm guessing you're well. You're assuming uh, I'm assuming you're talking about the the last Hellboy movie that yeah uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly so and that's that like I said that's what you know Warner Brothers lost a ton of money on the original movie and they've they've thrown in another one hundred million dollars into this and if they have nothing to show for it by the end of the day uh, it's gonna it's gonna hurt them in a because of course now. We don't have movie theaters like we used to. Now, there are some theaters that are still struggling to stay open. Uh, nor, they're doing it with basically, you know, uh, second-run films because Hollywood's not releasing any movies right now. And, mm-hmm. the, and the movies that, well, there's like a handful of movies that are getting released, and those that are getting released are tanking in the box office because people are not going to movies. Nope. You know, and which makes perfect sense under the circumstance um, mm-hmm. and so Warner Brothers they don't really have a lot of money to throw away on stuff and you know like I said if they if they're another 100 million dollars in the hole for Justice League and have nothing to show for it that's going to hurt that's going to hurt their bottom line for sure but it's also going to limit what they're going to be able to do uh, going forward you know and I mean that's that's what bothers me because um Again, it's like, you know, Zack Snyder is, is is off the rails. They're letting him do whatever he wants to do. And and I've said this a bunch of times. I've I've always, you know, from a writer's standpoint, you know, I've always said that sometimes producers can especially executive producers, sometimes they tend to you know, they can really ruin a film because, you know, they're not a create, you know, they're not the creative types. I mean, they're the money types and so Yeah. Sometimes they're thinking runtime. They're thinking, you know, yeah. Do we really need this really important scene? Yeah, yep. and sometimes yes, you do because it was yep. again, it was producers that wanted to cut the battlefield scene out of Wonder Woman. You know, <laughs> you know, and so sometimes you know, so many times they don't know what the heck they're talking about. But when you have a writer director who is you know com- 
complete, you know, is completely around, you know, is, is, is shooting tons and tons of scenes, adding new content, adding new content that, you know, that really, like I said, he's, you know, at this point, you know, Zack Snyder is exploring every idea that he's ever had for the, for the DC universe, because I'm, I'm sure at this point he's thinking, well, this is the last time I'm going to get to tell this story. You know, everything is shifting away from my vision of, of the DC universe. And so any story that I wanted to tell, if I don't tell it now, it doesn't get told. And so we're getting all of this stuff. I mean, we're, we're going, going into Joker and, and, you know, all the, all the, uh, the fan theories that are about this, you know, and everything else. And so, um, and you know, but you know, there has to be, you have to draw the line somewhere. It still has to be something cohesive. And if he's just going to continue to shoot stuff and make this bigger and bigger until he runs out of money, (laughs) somebody somewhere is going to have to tell him, you know, you've, we've, we've got, we've got, there's got to be an end in sight here somewhere. Well, if you're given no limits, you know, you're stifling your creativity. If you give yourself limits, you're generating it. Yeah. You know, out of necessity comes uh, invention. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, I think that's, to me, that's why I feel that poetry is probably the highest form of literature because mm-hmm. of the restrictions of it. And I think that when you when you restrict yourself, you know, um, again, um, part of what makes tennis the challenge that it is, is the net. When you're when you don't have the net in tennis, it's you know, it's certainly not the same game. And so, yeah, like you say, limitations spark creativity. And I and I've said this on this uh, podcast before, but it bears repeating that I think that Christopher Nolan, the problems that he's been having recently with films and why I haven't, haven't enjoyed them as much as his earlier films is because of the fact that he, um, he's been able to get away with longer running times and they just keep the, each movie is progressively longer than the last one. And, (laughs) you know, interstellar, you know, I said it was a very interesting two and a half hour movie, but it would have been an amazing hour and a half long film. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, that's, you know, it, when you, when you don't have, you have to have certain limits basically. And yep. the fact that, that Zack Snyder doesn't have any, and they're just letting him spend money like water, eventually there's going to be a reckoning. And hopefully mm-hmm. the fans don't wind up getting screwed out of a Snyder cut because of it. So, you know, yeah. it is what it is, but, uh, but, well, yeah. I mean, you know, I'll say, you know, I've, I will never, I will never like completely praise the Hayes Code of Hollywood. You know, like oh, the Hayes Code was a great thing. It, it wasn't. It was a horrible thing. But when you go and look at those movies, um, especially in like the horror genre, you know, you had to to meet those codes, and they had to be so subtle about it. And like uh, the original, well, we t- uh, you know, back last year we talked about the haunting. Uh, you know, when it the haunting of Hill House, the TV show. Well, back, you know, the haunting, you know, movie that they made under the Hayes Code, you know, how do we, how do we get across these, you know, things that, uh, that are, you know, we can't blatantly say them, uh, you know, how do, how do we get them across? How can we just hint at them? So, uh, right. you know, that's kind of thing, you know, you give yourself a code, I'm not going to do this, I'm going to do that, and, you know, how do we get around it, so... 
that. Yeah, and another good example of this, um, something a little bit away from geek culture, of course, is the Howard Stern Show. When he was on hmm. terrestrial radio, he was very controversial. He really pushed the. He was really trying to push the boundaries because, of course, you had the FCC. Um, cracking down on him and saying, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. And that that conflict was what was interesting about the radio program. But then when he went to mm-hmm. satellite radio where they said, you can do whatever you want and you can you can curse, you can, I mean, all these skits that you want to do, uh, you can do them now. And when he went to, when he went to satellite radio, I'm like, my first thought was, well, it'll be interesting to see what he does for a while, but the interest of of his terrestrial radio show was the fact that he's he was pushing against these these restrictions and he doesn't have them now and you know he's still on, he's certainly still on the radio he's still very entertaining as as a host but one thing if people have been listening for him uh, to him for a long time he's he doesn't do a lot of the things that he used to do because again it's not that interesting just to be controversial when you're not technically being controversial because you can pretty much do whatever you want on the air. And mm-hmm. so he, he oh. in a sense, a lot of a lot of that stuff toned down. And I think, you know, I think he was really wise to do that because, you know, there there wouldn't really been a whole lot of interest in it if you didn't have somebody knocking on the door, you know, of the studio saying, you can't do this, you can't do this. You know, the the conflict was the interesting part of it and the, oh my God, I can't believe he said that on the air. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was that was the fun of it. And of course, it wasn't going to, you know, in satellite radio, it just wasn't going to be there. And so being controversial, you know, wasn't wasn't as interesting. It used to be. And to Howard Stern's credit, uh, he, uh, you know, basically went, you know, a, a bit of a different direction. I mean, he was still he was still edgy. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not saying that he. uh um, you know, that he, he became a, you know, complete, you know, completely clean. Obviously he didn't do that, right. but, <laughs> um, but I mean, certainly things have been toned down to a point where, uh, where some listeners have accused him of losing his edge. But the truth mm. is the edge wasn't that, you know, the edge isn't entertaining unless there's something for it to cut against. And it just, you know, and, and again, you know, it's like you were talking about when, uh, when you were limited uh, to what you could do uh, in movies, then you had to be creative. And I mean, yeah. it's very, and, and the thing about it is that I mean, the best example of, of this, to my mind, has to be the shower scene from Psycho. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the most brutal scenes that you can possibly imagine, in, in, you know, at the time. And, yeah. you know, a, a nude woman being stabbed to death in a shower. And what people don't realize, not only do you not really see anything on her, you know, uh, in a modern scene, you would have you would have seen her completely naked. You didn't see a thing on her uh, nudity wise. And you didn't even see the knife enter into her. Mm-mm. That was the thing. You didn't see a wound on her. Uh, and, of course, you know, the uh, the thing about it was it wasn't even because it was black and white. You didn't have to use red blood. They used chocolate syrup. So, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, was thinking about uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, you see the hook and you see her in a backless shirt, but you never see, you know, 
the hook go into her back, and you see a bucket under her, but you never see blood. Yeah, and it's a very, it's a very brutal. I mean, it's a very brutal scene. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing about it is why that works so well, and you know why the shark and jaws work so well um, is because you barely see it, and right. that which means that you have to, your brain has to fill in the spaces. And when your brain does that, it's worse. You know, right? There's no special effects that will ever top what your imagination is going to be. And mm-hmm. the fact that the mechanical shark didn't work so well meant that they had to spend a lot of time hinting that it was there, but it wasn't there. And it's, I think it it really plays to making uh, the shark that much scarier. But uh, oh yeah, but yeah, I mean, the limitations are the are the strength for sure. When you don't have a, any kind of a a limitation. Uh, to work up against, then if there's no resistance. If you go to the gym to exercise and there are no re- there's no real resistance in the exercises, you don't grow. There's no point. And I, I think, you know, going back to, to talking about Zack Snyder for, for just a second before we move on to, the, uh, to another topic, but, <laughs> you know, the fact that uh, he's basically just shooting whatever that he wants and he's cranking out all these new scenes and, and, and all these other new threads and everything else, and he's exploring every idea that he can come up with. Um, eventually, eventually time and money's going to run out on him, and then what's left? I, I don't know. Hopefully there'll be something, because the, the fans that really wanted a Zack Snyder cut, they deserve it at this point. And if they don't get it, that is going to be a, a shame for sure. But... And we talked about this in episode 104, which was the last uh, episode that you and I did together here in the studio before you started doing the call-ins. And mm-hmm. we talked about how how the world, it, you know, might change, especially the geek world would change under Corona. Well, we've had a few months of it now, and it looks like at least until the end of the year, we're still going to be under under all of this. Yeah, definitely. You know, but... Uh, and you know i and i think honestly the biggest issue that we've run into corona where we've had uh, in the united states let me let me preface this by saying in the united states uh because i can't really speak of, on anything else but certainly it seems to me here in the united states we've always run into problems when we have tried to pretend that things are normal and that there is no coronavirus, and we've tried to get back to normal, which makes sense. You know, nobody wants to live in this reality. We would love for things to go back to normal, but they're not. And every time we have pretended to, um, we've pretended that things were normal and tried to go back to some form of normal, we've paid for it in a huge way. And that's, I think, <laughs> is why we're getting, we're seeing big spikes again. Uh, there's been this real issue. People, uh, there's been a lot of conversation and worry over Thanksgiving, which is coming up. Which, yeah, uh, people are saying this is this is a another super spreader activity waiting to happen because, of course, yep. families get together for this. And you know, and I and I get this. And I mean, movie theaters are you know are still trying to open. Um, now uh, and and they're. Of course, they don't have. Well, we said this before, but you know, they only have second-run films because a lot of these first-run movies aren't going out. But you know, they're trying to do everything. I mean, we have theaters here in town that you can rent out the entire theater for like a hundred and some dollars, and 
Yeah, for $100, you can rent out an entire movie theater, and either they can show a movie or you can bring one from home. Oh, yeah. well, that's fun. Yeah, it, it's all, you know, it's fun, but again, mm-hmm. it's like that's how desperate they are yeah. to get somebody <laughs> in the theater. Um, mm-hmm. And, and but, uh, you know, and this was the other thing that, that struck me because uh, uh, Fathom Events, which we've talked about countless times on this podcast, uh, they're trying to, you know, start things up again. And I just saw where I think it was actually since we're recording on Sunday, it would have been today that they were uh, they're doing a an anniversary showing of Flash Gordon. You know, oh, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which, you know, I love that cheesy film and I would love to go see it. But number one, I'm not going into a theater. You know, and, nope. and 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 that's the thing. And this was something I talked about on a po- uh, on. I've been doing some v- v- vlogging on my YouTube channel. Which, uh, if you're curious about my vlog, you know, of course, it's YouTube.com/slash Brian J Hatcher. But one of the things that I talked about is there was, um, there was uh, in. I was looking at uh, at the theaters, and there was a. Uh, they were showing Nightmare Before Christmas in a theater. Uh, near nearby, and there was another film that they were showing that I that I would love to have seen. I was going to do like a double feature, and it was like one of my favorite film, uh, uh, one of films that I really like. And, I, and right now, I can't remember what it was, but there were like two Ooh. films uh, that I would have loved to have seen in the theater. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, "But I ain't going." Nope. You know, and so yeah, I mean, there was a time when. Oh, thing they're going to play Flash Gordon in the theater. Oh, I'm definitely going to go, but but no, I'm not because well, one because I'm not going into a theater right now. But the other part of it too, which it didn't even occur to me, but I'm like, wait a minute, in my area, it's the Regal theaters that show all the Fathom events, and Regal is closed. Aww. So even if even if I had lost my mind and wanted to see Flash Gordon on the big screen, I couldn't because there's nope. no theaters near me that would that are showing it. Nobody's no. doing Fathom events. So um but you know, now that we have had months and months of coronavirus at this point, and I know that you're still gaming because you're you've been doing it online forever now. Yep. But, and you know, that's that's still going. Um, but, um, I mean, there's a, again, we're fortunate is that we do have right now, we do have things that have been coming out. We had, you know, uh, I've been watching the boys again, a second season of the boys and I've been enjoying the heck out of that. Um, it, again, you know, the thing about it is, you know, I'm not binging anything at this point one, because. Some of the shows, of course, they're just showing them once a week, so you can't really binge them. But at the same time, I'm also, uh, I'm not like double fisting things like The Boys and Mandalorian. I'm wanting to watch these shows one at a time because yeah, we, to be honest, it's like, you know, I want to stretch this stuff out because you don't, you know, we don't know when content, it may, I think it's like January, we might find, we're finally going to get WandaVision. And of course, the more you hear about it, the more you, the more interesting uh, it sounds. Uh, of course, one thing that they've been talking about is how a lot of these episodes are going to be shot like sitcom uh, sitcoms. 
and with a live studio audience. With a live studio audience, and they're going to be doing laugh tracks and, and crazy things like that. And it's like, wow, that's that's crazy, but that's amazing. And I'm, you know, so I'm de- I'm looking forward to this. And um, but I'm, like I said, I'm not binging a lot of stuff because you're making stuff last. And uh, one show that, of course, we'll we will talk about for. Like I said, again, don't want to do spoilers because uh, um, I'm sure there's a lot of people, and and you're one of them, uh, who because uh, we, we I'll tell you what let's let's go ahead and get started on it because this may be for the uh, for uh, well it will be for a long time this is going to be our last uh, installment of what the dead. Aha. Uh-huh. Because we did finally get that season finale. It was. I think it, they finally released it three weeks ago, and I just saw it yesterday. I waited. Oh, yeah. I still haven't gotten around to it. So. Yes. Well, you know, the thing about it was I'm sure a lot of people probably need to go back and watch the two-parter because there may be things by now that you've forgotten if you haven't uh, already. But yeah. uh, uh, but like I said, there's it's going to be very difficult to uh, – uh, to uh, talk about this too much without going into spoilers. So I, I, I don't know how much that we can really say. Like I said, I don't Ooh. really want to go into spoilers. But uh, I, I will say that uh, there was there was suspicion that we might see the return of a character, and they did not. Uh, if you've seen the previews, you already know already that that character was coming back. Uh, and I, I have a feeling this was like, um, um, this was like a thing uh, an 11th hour edition because this character said no lines at all in the entire show. Mm-hmm. Um, but introduced a bunch of new stuff. And um, I, I will say, even though I, I guess this is going to be technically a spoiler, even though people have been knowing for a long time that this was going to happen. We, and I'm not going to go into any details about, about this at all, but um, we did get introduced to the Commonwealth. Um, okay. Which mm-hmm. is which is from the comics, and mm-hmm. um, which we knew that you know if you've been following the comics, you knew that this was going to happen sooner or later. But and it, it finally happened. Um, okay. So, and of course, if they play it off, uh, I mean the um, the the look of the Commonwealth was was pretty much out of the comics at this point. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, and if you're not familiar with the comics, uh, the Commonwealth is a group of communities uh, that, of course, we haven't seen in the TV show yet, but it's a group of com- uh, communities of about 50,000 people. So it is massive. It's a metropolis. Yes, very much, mm-hmm. very much so. It's like, I mean, this is the biggest, uh, it, for the comic, I would say in the um, uh, in the TV show, it's it's the biggest group of people that we've run into so far uh that i mean that we've actually run into um there's there's another group uh, just so they understand the three circle people are not the commonwealth this is something completely different so uh, the three circle so that, that's georgie and them right say what that's georgie and them yeah 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 okay all right so mm-hmm. yeah the commonwealth is uh something a little bit different of course people uh um, and so we're probably going to run into, uh, you know, we're, we're getting into that part of the comic. Now the, 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 uh, the Commonwealth was really, um, the last, was the last 
piece of the, uh, you know, it was the last big community that we saw in the comics before, you know, it came to an end. And so, of course, as, as you probably already know, and it's already been announced, well, it was announced a long time ago, is that this next season of The Walking Dead is going to be the last season. That'll be it. Yep. That will be it. Now, it's going to be an extra long season. It's going to be two seasons worth of episodes in this season. Okay. So, you know, so where they uh, normally, you know, have been splitting the seasons in half and you get half here and half there, it's going to feel more like we're getting an entire season for the half. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so we, we will get, we will get a double mm-hmm. dose of the last season, but yeah. after that, that's it. Yeah, then, now I have, while I haven't seen the season finale, I do follow Hillary Burton on Instagram and she showed a picture and she, it said there was a chair that said Jeffrey Dean Morgan, that's her husband, Negan. And then there was a, a placard her side of it that said Hillary Burton, uh, Morgan, and underneath it said Lucille. So <laughs> it's sounding like we are going to get Negan's backstory. We're yeah. going to get here's Negan. Yeah, that w- which would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you know, they decided that Hillary Burton needed to voice uh, the baseball bat. But, uh, hey, weird things have happened. Yeah, well, that, you know, getting the Here's Negan story, I mean, they've hinted they hinted a little bit of it, of course, in, in the past seasons. Uh, right. Getting to see that would be awesome. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think that would be great. And getting to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan go down that road. Because, again... Yep. And, and the, but he's working with his wife. His wife is playing his wife. Um, so, I mean, that, that should be uh, so powerful, I think. Yeah, that, that, that's amazing. And, uh, yeah, you know, again, we, there are some things that are coming that we definitely have to look forward to. Um, like that, you know, like, like uh, The Walking Dead. Eventually, uh, there's a rumor that within the next couple of weeks, we may have a trailer for the Doctor Who Christmas episode. It's a rumor. <gasps> Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah, it there and uh you know, the rumor of course is that Captain Jack will be back for the Christmas special. And mm-hmm. I'm glad we're getting a Christmas special and of course we've t- you know, we've talked about that on on uh, on uh, this podcast about how mm-hmm. complicated I I feel, you know, that that doing a cr- those Christmas episodes are um because they are very emotional and it it always seems like, you know, th- that uh, our latest showrunner, uh, Chris Chibnall, has tried to shy away from the emotional side of things. Uh, and I think it's, you know, he's either going to need to start facing this stuff head on or he needs to step aside. Because some yeah. of the great, um, you know, episodes of Doctor Who are the, are the emotional ones. And I, I you know, I, I really feel that... Uh, that um that Jodie Whittaker hasn't been you know I as yeah. far you know she hasn't mm-hmm. been giving I, you know where is uh you know where is her epi, you know powerful episode I mean every doctor has right. had you know um I mean even you know um even the the last doctor um Peter Capaldi you know when I when I think of the really emotional Christmas episodes uh, the the husbands of River Song, holy cow! If if mm-hmm. you can if you can get through that, and not get even a little misty eyed, you know you're a sociopath. I mean, 
I mean, that last scene at the end, it just gets me. The last scene, mm-hmm. you know, and I know you haven't seen any of the Peter Capaldi ones, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, we we definitely have to to rectify that because there's some really incredible moments. I mean, that um, Heaven Sent, holy cow! What I mean, that was like I. Th- those are the moments where you're like, I didn't realize Doctor Who could do television like this. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, another, uh, an, you know, another Peter Capaldi episode that was just like, it just, just, you know, just freaked you out. Um, and I, and I feel like Jodie Whittaker hasn't had that moment yet and she right. deserves it. She deserves it. Oh she's yeah. An amazing, Absolutely. You know, she, uh, and you know, if Chris Chibnall can't deliver it, get out of the way and let somebody who can do. Mm-hmm. Because she des- she deserves it. The fans deserve it, and I hope that that getting this Christmas episode is going to is going to give us that uh, is going to give us that uh, you know Jodie Whittaker Doctor moment that we've been waiting on for going on three years now at this point. Mm-hmm. So you know the the average you know for for the Doctor is like three years, and this is the third year for Jodie Whittaker, and. I you know she deserves a fair shake. She mm-hmm. certainly does. No, we don't. We don't need any of these big revelations. You know, like oh my gosh, there was this big secret this whole time. You know, that's that's not what we need. You no. know, and it kind of feels like, uh, but like every single time the master's revealed is you know it's one of those big, uh, big revelation moments. And uh, you know, we don't always need. We don't always need that. You know. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, that's that's the difference between, you know, the sizzle and the steak. You know, we uh you know, some some ex, some weird twist and you know, and we of course we talked about this in the season finale of of the oh, last yeah. you know, the last series of Doctor Who, you know, had this major major twist that yeah. nobody really cares about. No. Nope. <laughs> because it's like, well, yeah, so what? You know, we're right. basically rewriting canon just to do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, they're going to have to, you know, either either all of it is, is garbage, then why did you even do it in the first place? If they're going to recant the whole thing, then what's going on here? But, you know, um, it doesn't really add, like I said, it doesn't really add to the character at all. And uh, I think it's very much like, and I think we talked about, the, you know, the, the, Cartmel, uh, the Cartmel plan which is where they were going to change Doctor Who around, uh, you know, in old Who. And they were going to, uh, you know, change the Doctor's backstory because the, because they felt that, you know, the mystery of the Doctor had been taken away and we wanted to add more mystery. And so, you know, they're, they're kind of going down, they were going down that road again. Again, there's no reason to rehash this whole thing because we've already talked about it. But, mm-hmm. you know, it... Making a change just to make a change isn't isn't good storytelling. But g- good storytelling is good storytelling, and hopefully, this Christmas episode is going to be the great storytelling, that wonderful emotional uh, Christmas story that we've been waiting for, and it will allow Jody to basically uh, show people, you know, the the type of actor that she really is, you know. Right. Uh, you know, show people that yeah, she was the, she was the good choice for the doctor, and right, yes, absolutely. You know, and so I, that's 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 my Christmas wish for that episode. But <laughs> you know, in the meantime, we've you know, it's it's just a good time to catch up with um, 
it's a good time to uh, catch up on old uh, on shows you have maybe haven't seen yet. You know, we've mm-hmm. got great stuff going on with, you know, the boys, uh, the dynamic. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to go into any spoilers, but the dynamic between uh, Homelander and Stormfront. Yeah. I find absolutely fascinating. I'm like, this This is amazing. Uh, and it, it's the depth in all of these characters uh, is, is just incredible. And I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing so far. And, you know, that's, uh, I mean, there's, like I said, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of great stuff, uh, you know, on the way. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing some Marvel movies again, and I'm looking forward to seeing some DC movies again. Will it be in a theater? I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know. I mean, with of course, we talked about this before. Disney is now uh, looking at how do we continue the movie business so we don't have theaters to show movies in. Yeah. You know, and... Um, but just like everything else in the world, you know, COVID... Uh, COVID has been a stress test for everything and things that have been BS have been, uh, have been getting crushed left and right. And the studio system uh, has been problematic for a long time, but it was the only game in town. So you just kind of ignored it. Now people aren't ignoring it. And, um, and there was, again, there was, there was a time when, you know, movie theaters had power and, you know, when different directors thought about, and this happened more than once, where a director thought, hey, what would happen if I did a, if I did a theater release as well as like a, a pay-per-view release simultaneously? And theaters were like, well, if you can release it uh, on pay-per-view if you want, but you won't show in our theaters. And so they buckle, you know, so they, they either didn't get shown in theaters because they decided to go straight pay-per-view or they, or they count out. And, but uh, now theaters do not have the power that they used to have. And the truth is, you know, you know, movie studios have realized that this idea that we, we create this film that has to do extremely well the first weekend it comes out or it's a disaster uh, you know, uh, it can be very problematic where we can now make movies that maybe they're going to be a slow burn. Maybe it's going to take a while for, for word of mouth to, uh, to really, um, you know, spark interest in this film. But once, uh, but once it does, it's going to be a classic and people are going to love it and it's going, it's going to find its audience. It just, it's, it's just not going to be able to do that on like on a, on the first weekend. And and I think that's a real reason why a lot of the movies that we see that are coming out, you know, on streaming, uh, there are a lot more slow burn films that are coming out and films that are willing to take some chances because it has room to breathe. Where in a theater, you've got to, you know, you got to go in and you've got to you've got to deliver big the opening weekend. And that limits the kind of films that you can make. And I think being able to make films that you know aren't out out the gate um you know uh big blockbusters but have the potential of making more money over the long run i think uh is more attractive now to to studios because they now have a venue to be able to do that and 
I don't know if theaters recover at this point. Like I said, uh, um, Regal, they said that, you know, they're not reopening until, uh, until, uh, studios start to, uh, release films for them to, to, to run because there's no point in being yet another theater in town that's playing second run films because, you know, Mm -hmm. there's just no, there's, there, there's no reason for everybody to be doing it. A lot of these smaller chains are doing it because they have to. Uh, but Regal is saying they've got enough money to last until the end of the year, and then after that, it's over, it's done. There's nothing, you know. They're they're going to be bankrupt. And at this point, right now, it looks like they're not. The theaters are not. Um, you know, I mean, movies are being postponed to 2021 at this point. So. You know, Regal is probably gone at this point, and AMC is going to be close behind them. And they're the two, they're two of the biggest theater chains in the United States at this point. So, you know, I mean, we do have at this point, we are very fortunate to, you know, that Pfizer now says that they have a, they have a vaccine that is 90% effective, which is a miracle if it's true, yeah. be, because, <laughs> you know, they were saying we, it would be, it would be like, finding, yeah, it would be like the Holy Grail mm-hmm. to find. It would be like the Holy Grail to find a vaccine that's 75%, you know, uh, effective. If you could find a vaccine mm-hmm. that's 75% effective, it would be like a miracle cure. And they found one that's 90%. Now, of course, the issues with it uh, is, well, we will not go into all the political stuff that's going on. Uh, we've all heard it. We're bored of it, I'm sure. But, uh, I mean, as far as the, um, as far as the vaccine itself, of course it needs to get FDA approval. And once that happens, um, there are some states, um, for various reasons that feel like they, uh, uh, they have to, they have to prove it as well because there are questions about, you know, fast forwarding stuff, uh, through the FDA uh, without, you know, maybe not being properly tested. And so they'll have to certify it uh, at the same time. And that, you know, if everything is on the level, which I, I have a feeling that it will be because Pfizer and the uh, the German company that's been working with them to come up with this, they've pretty much done this independently. So any political, any politicizing over the uh, uh, this vaccine, uh, it should be pretty much non-existent. So, um, but it is it is a vaccine that has to be kept really cold. So transportation is going to be a challenge. I mean, it has to be below zero cold, is from what I understand, oh, wow. until, until the point where it's used. Mm-hmm. And it's not a single shot; it's a double shot. It's like a like a shingle shot or or mm-hmm. or te- uh, some booster shots where you have to get one shot. And then you have to wait a month and then get the second shot. And any pharmacist will tell you that these double shots are are really a headache uh, yeah. because somebody will come in, get the first shot, and then when it's time to get and the second one, come back. and they never yeah. come back. Well, I had my shot. I don't want to do that again. Uh, and it doesn't work at that point. So, but we now have... We now have a vaccine, and once it can be produced, and, you know, of course, uh, it's going to go to the very high-risk people first, but um, eventually, you know, we can maybe, uh, 
we can go back to, you know, seeing people again and you can come back into the studio and we can, you know, but the, you know, after all these months, you know, and, you know, like I said, back in episode 104, we sat here and we speculated how, you know, what was going to happen with Corona and in the geek world and just the world in general. And obviously at this point, the world isn't going back the way that it was. And right now I wouldn't even begin to speculate what the world is going to look like. Uh, I mean, at least until the end of the year, I do not expect uh, there to be a whole lot of changes, except that we are now going uh, into lockdown again. Uh, here in West Virginia, the governor has basically um, uh, has basically said that uh, people uh, who uh, are required to wear masks uh, when they go into any public building, uh, and if they are not wearing these masks, they will be arrested. They've gone, he's gone that far and he's a Republican governor. So that should tell you, uh, how serious things are going to get. And, and we are seeing another spike. And so these next two months are going to be absolutely rough because I mean, we are, I, you know, what are we at this point as far as, well, Texas is, was the first state to have a million, like a million cases. You know, and every every day at this point, you know, because people said, you know, this would slow down when the weather got warmer, uh, but it would speed up again as the weather got colder, because, of course, that's going to drive people inside. And so, you know, we are, you know, it's like every week we seem to break another record for cases and deaths. And so things are going to really lock down uh, in a in a real way in the United States uh, for the most part, which unfortunately it's going to need to. But after months of dealing with Corona, I, I mean, it's going to be what, you know, what's going to be left on the other side. I can't even begin to imagine, you know, um, you know, every health expert that I've heard, they've said, you know, we're not going to be able to really, uh, you know, come to a solution, you know, and, and beat this thing if we're not willing to go on a four to six week complete total lockdown, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, I, you know, we have, uh, you know, and that's the thing too, is that we've, you know, we have lost so much at this point, you know, it's been, we've been bleeding out slowly and, you know, maybe if we had been willing to lock down for four to six weeks and people were more willing to wear their masks we'd be in a better situation than we're in, but we're not. And, um, like I said, I don't know what we're going to see at the end of this. You know, I don't know what 2021 looks like. Um, some people have hope for, for the future because, you know, at this point, uh, you know, there are, there are changes coming down the pike that, uh, you know, depending on how you feel about it, you know, you may feel hopeful or may even be more worried. But, uh, yeah, as things, you know, winter, you know, to borrow from Game of Thrones, winter is coming. <laughs> so, and, of course, that, that also, you know, the last thing we need to bring up, of course, is that because winter is coming, this will probably be the last podcast that we do this year because, of course, you know, Mandy, you uh, have been very kind to call in, and but of course, where you live, 
That meant mm-hmm. that you've had to basically sit in a parking lot and talk to me because, of course, yep. where you live, <laughs> where you live, uh, you know, the, the, the phone signals, yeah, the phone signal is just not the best. And, you know, obviously, um, no one's asking you to sit in a, in a snow covered frozen parking lot when it's 10 below to do the podcast, uh, even if there's anything to report. Uh, so I figure, um, 113 is going to be it for the end of the year, which is a shame because, as I said, we, you know, we were should have been a lot farther along in the number system at this point. And like I said, this one of the sad things is that, of course, we are going to miss uh, our third anniversary of doing the podcast together because that's in December. Um, so I did, you know, three years. Can you believe that? No. Uh, yeah, it has been that long. Uh, and aw. and uh, so, of course, I, like I said, I wanted to take the time uh, to thank you for, I mean, this entire, all during the, the corona thing, the fact that you were willing to make the time uh, to go out into a parking lot and talk to me and to all the geek watchers. I mean, I deeply, deeply appreciate it. Uh, it's was a major inconvenience for you to do that, and I appreciate that you that you did that. Uh, and um, I certainly miss the fact that uh, we don't get a chance to do this podcast weekly, and we don't get to see each other face to face. That was, you know, a highlight of my week every year, and I certainly have missed that over the, over these months. And I, it is my hope and my wish that in twenty twenty one. Uh, whatever the new normal is, that you and I will once again be able to do a weekly podcast and uh, be able to uh, see each other face to face and talk about things that we love and not have to discuss this har- this horrible Corona thing, except as as a, a point in history. But whatever yeah. whatever reality is, whatever twenty twenty one turns out to be, I guess that you and I will find out together. And so an at this point, um, I'm I'm not sure when we we will be podcasting again. Uh, if something were to happen where you know we can be uh, vaccinated and you know it's safe to get back together, um, then you know then we can certainly start doing podcasts then. But until that point. Um, you know, and I've heard talks of of March and April, which means you know, um, it might be like I said, um, January and February. It's obviously going to be too cold for you to be sitting out in a parking lot. So, short of being able to get vaccinated and assured that uh, it will be healthy to meet up again, you know, we're just gonna have to wait for the weather to get warm again, I suppose. But, um, but yeah, this looks like this is it for 2020, and. Uh, if I have any message for 2020, uh, good riddance. <laughs> good riddance. I'm I'm done. I don't know how you feel about it. I'm, but 2020 was the weirdest freaking year ever for everybody. <laughs> Interesting time. Well, the, you know, as you know, the apocryphal uh, Chinese curse is "May you live in interesting times." Right. And that's what we've been doing. So, um, but. That's that's going to be it for uh, for episode one thirteen of the Geek Watch podcast, and unfortunately, it's going to be the end for the year. But uh, hopefully, sometime soon, uh, we'll be able to get back together and talk about uh, 
uh, news and views uh, on uh, geek culture again. And so for Mandy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the geek watchers, because it's more important than ever to remember this, is we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. We'll see you soon, hopefully. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch Podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging J production.